three, oh, three guys you never heard of are all guys again. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah that's a good that's one. That's good. Yeah. Uh, three guys you never heard of. I don't know. What do we have any controversies surrounding our podcast? Mm. I don't think so. Not yet. Mm. No one listens. Not yet. Not yet. There will be controversy. <laughs> hey, I, let's get into it. All right. Do we you're, have a? Good... You're the person that yep, starts us off. You get us into it, Dave. I will. Uh, welcome to Three Guys You Never Heard Of, the podcast where three guys you've never heard of uh, talk about movies. Sometimes we get weird. I try and keep a stable ship, though. You do a good job most of the time. You, you. were the one keeping the stable ship. Mm-hmm. I'd gotcha. Say. Um, happy to have me back. <laughs> we are also happy to have you back. Man, okay, how do you do? How do you do this? Yep. What I want to know yep. is what would your villain persona be? Ooh, so I'll go first because it's an easy one because Instagram told me today. I was creeping on Enneagram pages. For Instagram. Oh, Thank you goodness. do love Enneagram. I, okay, I don't. More than you but guys. you do. I love it more than you guys, so... I guess in this context, I'm I don't know what we're talking about. Do you have a stated <laughs> stance on Enneagram? Enneagram's a personality type, one through nine. I'm a four. I don't think you'd like it. I don't know any of this. But Do if you... it rates your personality on a scale of one no, to nine, no. it's like it's like a Myers Briggs. <laughs> okay. like what number but are you? <laughs> just numbers instead of letters. I'm a four out of nine. Okay. Anyway, carry on. You were looking at Enneagram. Yeah, it said that the four Enneagrams um, villain is Kylo Ren. And then they give a quote oh by Kylo gosh. Ren that said, "No, show, show me, show me the darkness, grandfather." That's pretty good. Show me the darkness and the way, and I will That's, finish. Oh man, what Dave. you started. Adam Driver is who you can do impersonations yeah. of. You that should, was weird. That's your real no one That's else. Great, but him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, What's your special Please, talent? no one else. Only <laughs> being able to imitate Adam Driver. Yeah, That's so, good. Yeah, Kylo Ren is my uh, supervillain persona. You think that is? Like, based on what no, you know about Kylo Instagram Ren? Instagram thinks it is. Okay, what do you think it Durant, is? I'm glad that you just said based on what you think about Kylo Ren, because I would argue Kylo Ren's story has not been written. And we You're right. We but don't know ooh, Here's what I would argue is whatever villain and fully embodies and encapsulates that quote is probably Can me. you? I was too enthralled by your, your voice. Can Sh- you show me? Show me the darkness. Now I'm getting my head. No, I like it. Show me the darkness, grandfather. I like it. No, I like it. I do. Show me the darkness, grandfather. Show me the way, and I will finish what you started. Something like that. Something about you're overthinking it now. It's it's still very good. Something about the darkness and the conflict, and needing to dive into just being encapsulated by the darkness and finishing the way that that creates. So I'd be basically, if Kylo Ren's story is not written yet. A, f- a holy bought in apprentice of Darth Vader's. Do you think that jives with your infatuation with sadness? Yeah, I think it's a solid mixture of my nerdiness and my infatuation with sad things. Yeah. Okay. What's your lame one, Dren? Um, I think my lame one is Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, okay. Um, pick the coolest villain. Okay, this is, this is lame, guys. <laughs> well, it is lame because it's it's just a cop out. I feel, um, but my reason behind it is that I I even in real life kind of have an infatuation with anarchy and destruction of order, mm-hmm. in the sense that 
I think it'd be interesting to see what would happen if there was a massive environmental disaster. Mm-hmm. If Yellowstone blew up, if mm-hmm. the earthquake happened in the Northwest, whatever that is, a part of me thinks it'd be really cool to be alive and be around when all that happened, just to see the disorder and the chaos that follows. Is that fascination tied to just like entertainment? Like you think it would be amusing? Or I think, you think it's it'd fascinating. Be... Okay. The idea of of really just the breaking point of society yep. is fascinating to me. Like, what does it take for a society to really break apart, and then what does it look like after that happens? Who's your supervillains, Scott? I was thinking about this in the context of the movie earlier, um, about why I like The Empire so much in Star Wars, which I know Dave just referenced Kylo Ren. Um, I think I'm going to say just the Galactic Empire. I don't know why I like them. I like, like order. A, like a hive like mind? It's the opposite of Duran. Like a hive mind? Uh, I like their aesthetic. They're not a hive mind. Well, he just picked the whole order and he's one person. I'm saying like the organization. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm saying I would be the embodiment of I got the it. empire. I got it. Basically a like military industrial complex. Which is really counter to me. I don't know. Maybe I just like cool guys in white armor. But you know. are a systems guy. Yeah, true. Big systems guy. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like I think that like personally I root for the underdog more than I do... Like the big corporate overlord, right? Yeah. I care more about... Yeah, I care more about the, the little guy that's getting oppressed more than I care about that order. Anyway, I don't know, that's weird. Uh, we're talking about Joker. Not the Joker, excuse me. We're just talking about Joker. 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 All filling the screen. Joker. So, embarrassing. I loved that, by the way. I thought it was yeah. Joker for the longest time. Okay, there's a good Dave joke. Thanks. Welcome back, Dave. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> David is number one. Which is why I thought they had Joaquin Phoenix play him. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Joker, Joaquin, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Guys, I'm just joking. It's good. Because you pronounce Joaquin. Keep going. No, no, no. no, Joking. Let's just just let him do his five minutes. His five minutes of material. If if I was an immigrant who didn't was ESL. Wow. Okay, Joker. It's a crime drama thriller. Do you think it's appropriate? Crime is interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know if that's a central point necessarily. I don't disagree with any of those, but I'm not sure they're as accurate as they could be. I'd almost say psychological is a little bit in there too. Yeah. Yeah. But different than what you would think of when you think of like a psychological thriller or whatever. But I think that you're right because it's the film itself is all about the psyche. Uh Yeah, it was, I was a little worried they were going to label it as a comedy, which would be awkward. I don't know how they would have ever labeled that as a well, comedy. Well, Arthur would label it as a comedy. Todd Phillips certainly thinks of himself as a well, comedy yeah. writer. He Well, because he is, right? I don't think he yeah. thought of this movie as a comedy. So, no, Todd, but, I, but I'm saying, right, one of the things in this controversy was him blasting the world for the fact that we can't have comedians in PC culture anymore. And it was in reference to people getting upset at the potential things in Joker, right? Yeah. I don't know him. I don't talk to him. I don't follow yeah. him on Twitter, right? But the tweet that kind of got a lot of traction was him saying, uh, comedy's dead because the culture killed it, basically. Mm. Again, in, in reaction to all of the mm-hmm. stuff yeah. around the film. So Todd Phillips is the director. Yep. He's known um, for The Hangover. He's known for The Hangover and Old School. Old school is a classic. Yeah. Hangover's overrated. Yeah. That's what a good millennial would say. 
Yeah, and it's Todd Phillips all over. Yeah, he wrote it. Scott Silver was the second writer listed. He wrote The Fighter, which is the Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg yep. boxing film. And then he also wrote Eight Mile, hmm. which I thought was weird. Now, Duran, you only have Scott Silver with Fighter and Eight Mile. Has Todd Phillips written any other stuff? I assume he has. He wrote Old he wrote School and Hangover and, and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't put on here the music. Oh, I forgot. Hilder. Yeah. I only know that because I named a character in my D&D campaign, Hilder. Oh, interesting. And I saw it when it was up on the screen with like Hilder or something. I was like, Hilder. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Hilder. That's my bad. I forgot to include that. Um, we need to get... I'll, I'm going to bring up the score, though, because it's a thing that... Hilder. Uh, that's what um, I wanted to talk about. We'll save it. But we'll yeah. save it. Um, cast, we have, of One course... One do, do Thanks. Joaquin Phoenix, um, Robert De Niro. I didn't even know he was in the film until we got into it. Until I was watching yeah. the film. Yeah, same here. Which I thought you didn't was know De Niro was in the film. I did. did you watch the trailers? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Murray Franklin. Murray Franklin is Murray Fla- Franklin a character in the comics? Do we know? Does anyone know? I I know from reading some things about Todd Phillips and his motivation that he's more based on a different movie's character. Question mark? King he, of Comedy. Thank you. Yes. Which was Robert De Niro. It was. Yeah. Robert De Niro is the same. I thought it was Robert De Niro as the main actor. Robert De Niro is the main actor yeah, King of Comedy, the, and the and talk then show host Murray was, Franklin was based off a talk show host in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zazie Beats for Sophie Sophie Dumond. Yep. Yep. And what's wild is we're basically done with the cast. Uh, well, Francis Conroy played yeah. Penny Fleck, Arthur's mom. But yeah, and then you have Thomas Wayne, Brett Cullen. Uh Was he Thomas Wayne in something else? What was he, was he in the Christopher Nolan Batman? Was he Two Face? No, he was not Two Face. No, no he's not Two Face. Uh, but he. That's Aaron he's Eckhart. one of those actors. Um, so like Brett Cullen, who's in a lot of things like generic white guy in power yeah getting into scores for the movie Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 69% nice audience is that, is that current that is as of this morning okay yeah because I know it was fluctuating over the weekend yeah uh, audience gave it a 90% so pretty huge difference there mm-hmm. IMDB gave it a 9 out of 10 which lines up with the Rotten Tomatoes audience because that's how IMDB does their ratings Metacritic gave it a 58 though mm-hmm. I don't know what Metacritic draws from you can weight the critics reviews instead yeah. of just Rotten Tomatoes goes positive or negative percentage of that Metacritic weights the stars and the ratings in the individual oh, gotcha. reviews they're weighted so it's Metacritic is more professional movie critics yeah well gotcha. and and it's if a movie critic says oh it's 6 out of 10 yeah so that means something different than just rotten, so yes. a, a 7 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10 are the same in Rotten Tomatoes yeah not in Metacritic yeah yeah it's in a score of B plus B plus which is kind of middle of the road save the bees yeah Here's a question for you, and this might not go anywhere, so we can just leave it. Um, do you think that there is a certain amount of online public discourse that is based on trying to push a narrative about a movie? Example, Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Here, if we're talking about this and... 
in regards to some of the stuff that came out about this movie before it came out? No, no, no. I'm not in that yet. Okay. I'm talking specifically about like looking at that audience score of 90%. And what I'm wondering is if the people who are uh, excited about this movie existing are the people who are uh, excited about trashing... I'm going to pick on, on Captain Marvel, right? Who don't want Captain Marvel to be a thing. I don't know if that goes anywhere. Maybe. Um, Cause I'm just thinking like, who are the people that would try to review bomb this movie? I don't think they are technically savvy enough to understand or yeah. to commit to that. So I think in a lot of these different scenarios, it's a case of like a vocal minority. I think mm-hmm. that a large percentage of people, Oh, so the crux of my question, I agree with you, yep. but, the, but the crux of my question is, is the vocal minority more effective in a certain way, right? So to take out the specifics, right? One vocal minority wants hot dogs. One vocal minority wants hamburgers. Okay. The hamburgers are just better at being loud being, and being vocal. loud and vocal. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm curious, like, is that this? Because does that audience score surprise you guys? No, it doesn't surprise me. Um... Do you think that that will sustain for the lifetime of the movie? No. I think it will probably dip a little bit. I don't know if I want to get into that. So here's why I think the audience score is like that. It's because I think that the most, and I can say this and remain neutral, the most, the biggest thing that stands out from that movie is Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's any question about that. I think that that people, uh, a majority of the swing votes that would dictate that 90% going up or down are just like dang that was a performance Um, yeah 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 and i get that and and what i'm more getting at is do you think that there is at least one person that went on to the captain marvel rotten tomatoes page and voted down even though they didn't see it just because they don't like the idea of it i'm sure there is and uh, right and and my point is simply like do you think there was anyone that did that for the joker Oh, I think so. And if you think there is, do you think those are equal numbers? Oh, probably I not. I don't think they're equal numbers. I think that's that's the crux yeah. of my question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I don't think there's like, that is an interesting line of thought because I don't think it goes anywhere at the end of the day. Well, no, I think it says something about the people that are trying to be that vocal minority. Yeah, it does. And I think that in either case, those are people that don't really deserve my attention. Yeah, we talk about it, right? Yeah, we, we include do. the audience score. So Here I am giving them we, my attention. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think it's it's interesting because I think what you're getting at is that the people who are the type of people to brigade something on the internet are people who would in, maybe enjoy this movie and mm-hmm. not enjoy Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. And I think yeah. that's important to think about. I think it's a really hard thing to, to know. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a wild... Yeah. Right? I don't think that's what's but, happening, right? I'm just thinking like as a thought yeah, experiment. Yeah, I right? think that's a good theory yeah. for sure because i think that you're on to something and that this movie is catered more to that audience because mm-hmm. i'm even thinking of like last jedi and you could make an argument and again i don't this is not an argument on a fight and die on right but that uh the backlash to rose tico's character in last jedi was part of what led people to hate on last jedi mm. and arguably the people that were hating on that was because they didn't want to see another strong female character who is not white like be part of their movie right my backlash on her was her poor dialogue yeah but but that's like i mean have you seen i have seen all that crap xyz movies right yeah. i don't know if that like makes the movie bad no it doesn't and so my point just being that there was a vocal minority 
I, I do want to be clear on that, yeah. right? I don't think this is a majority of people, but there's certainly a vocal minority that's part of that score that I think is complicating how we talk about it. Yeah. That's all. Absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, it complicates how we talk about the audience score. Well, but like that's a pretty big disparity between the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes and the cinema score of B+. Yeah. Uh, low budget. $55 million. Already made uh, 160 It's the... It. I can't remember what Highest it. grossing October release ever. Highest grossing R-rated movie. October release, yeah. Highest R-rated. rated R-rated October release ever. And I think it's up there for highest rated R-rated releases ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently really big, not in the U.S. Like the domestic foreign split was pretty big, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember looking at that deeply, but... Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Other metrics about Joker... Oh, uh, it's a not Batman movie, but in Batman. We didn't really talk about that. Right? Yeah. Like, I, that's something else I want to get into, but I feel like we should do thumbs. Yeah, I'm cool with thumbs. Before, because there's already been a couple things where I'm like, yeah. Dave's got his ears out. Ears out. I'm ready to listen for these thumbs, fellas. Okay, thumbs. Uh, who does the countdown? Uh, you do it, Dave. Uh, okay, on three. One, two, three. I knew it! Dave has a thumbs up. Scott and Duran both have thumbs down. Okay, so I told Duran earlier today, crashed his house party, had lunch, watched him have lunch at a cliff bar. It doesn't matter. Um, That's lunch for some people. And I was... Not for you. Oh, no, I had lunch before that. Though, so. yep. um, and I told him, I was like, I know the thumbs. Remember that? I said it. You did, and I thought, he thinks I'm going to do a middle thumb. Nope. Uh, how do we want to start this? Do you want to do Dave's positive thoughts? Yeah, let's do well, Dave's positive actually, thoughts. I want to keep going this for a second. Duran, did you expect those thumbs? I kind of anticipated those yeah. thumbs. I thought you were a little more of a wild card. I could see you going both ways. Yeah. Okay. I anticipated Can you this. hear my arms thrown open wide? <laughs> Dear what, listener. Did, did you think that we were going to vote differently? No. Oh, I knew okay. you. I thought that you w- would might give it a side thumb, and I thought Duran would give it a down thumb. Oh, man. If I could do two down thumbs, I'd give it two down thumbs. I'm mm. actually going to make a claim in a little bit that this movie should not have been made. Interesting. But we'll get there. Oh, gosh. No, don't make I that think, claim. I think I I'm going to go ahead, though, and say that if I had to choose between watching this and watching Dave's Waterboy, I'd watch this again. I wouldn't. I'd watch Dave's Waterboy. Oh, man. Wow, Dave. Yeah. I, I Because here's the thing. I'm Dave's Waterboy. Just like, no, no, no. I'm, I've, I have prepped my mind to be energetic and positive I've about this conversation. I've taken guys. I think Dave's oh, Waterboy. I have plenty of positive things to say. At the end of the day, Dave's Waterboy, I think, is still entertaining. I just don't think it's a good movie. Whereas I think if I were to watch this, it's just more uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, well, it's definitely an uncomfortable movie. Yeah, but that's what I want to watch time. again. Right? But... I think that it's very important this movie exists. Oh, I think it's actually the I, opposite. Oh, I think it's yeah, very important yeah. that it shouldn't exist. I think that it... So, this is gonna be why do you think it's important, yeah. Dave? I think yeah. that it's important that this movie exists for the main... So, here's the main reason. is because it's unfairly or fairly labeled as a comic book movie. Now, I don't think it is a comic book In name, it's about a comic book character. Yeah. And why do I think that it's important that it exists? Is because that... Every other comic book movie, at least, yeah, from both ends of Marvel and DC, is becoming pretty, not cookie cutter, but like the way they're manufactured, uh, very glossy, very same, 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 same. And you know the beats, you kind of know the whole thing. Now, I think that some do them exponentially better than others, and some throw enough unique flavor in there to make it obviously better. But the, the fact that a comic book movie can come out 
in this vein and come from basically one guy um, and his mind and his vision. Well, his heavily influenced vision from other films, but uh, and the fact that it was made in this manner and with this tone and all of that, I think super important because now, and especially if it's successful, because then now comic book movies moving forward, these studios, like Warner Brothers Green lit this, that's a miracle in my opinion. And the fact that they did makes me happy and it's important that it exists because I think it opens, help opens the floodgates for different veins of comic book movies to come into existence in the future. So my, I do agree with some of what you're saying, but the big thing that I can't get past is that this movie doing things that other superhero movies haven't done or doing things that I wish more superheroes would do doesn't make this a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right, so that argument was not a form of the reasons why I thought it was good at all. That well, was my... What, well, important. you're saying that's what you think it's important. Important it exists. Important it exists. Yeah, I've right. got my other reasons for why it's a good movie. Yeah. Um... I, I mean, I guess, because I've been, a, I've been, I think, from day one, basically saying that DC movies need to take this darker mm-hmm. tone and they need to be, they need to not try to match any of the Marvel movies. They need to not try to fit yeah. into that mold. They need to try something else. And this movie did do that, but... I and I'm glad that it's making money. I'm glad that it's opening doors. I think that everything you've said is good, and I agree with you on all of that. However, I don't think it was a good movie. And I think that the reason it's making a lot of money isn't because of what it is. I think it's because it's an R-rated movie based mm-hmm. in a superhero universe, based well, on like, in a in a popular superhero in a universe, popular right? superhero we, universe. The last Batman movies we got that were Batman movies were Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right? Well, I'm not going to count Justice League. And, yeah. Right? So like, the my last point there yeah. was it's based on a character that prior to this mm-hmm. was in arguably the best superhero movie ever created. Well, and prior to that, he's the most popular villain. In yeah. American comics, yeah, yeah. So, well, but also, I think to add to that, the movie was unapologetic about channeling Heath Ledger's Joker, like up to even the scene at the end where the Joker's in the police car, right? That's like a cut and paste scene from The Dark Knight. You got Heath Ledger's Joker, hundred percent, yeah. Like well, even, during this even, movie, even the smiling bits, yeah, well, yeah, they're the same character. But I, I didn't get, I didn't get Heath Ledger's Joker I, at all the entire. I movie. had a hard time. Well, hold up, hold up. There's, do you know what scene I'm talking about in The Dark Knight? When mm-hmm. the Joker's in the police car driving through the dark out, city? And he's, it's the same scene. And his head's inside the window. <laughs> okay, and it's a different actor. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree, but that's the same scene. That's the same It's the same visual cue. It's the same thematic move. It's, it's difficult, right? Because you're portraying the same fictional character. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're going to have a lot of overlap. Because oh, throughout the movie, it was like I had, I had feelings of... Okay, are they doing this because it's mm-hmm. like the Joker? Are they doing this because this is what it what they can envision doing an origin story of Heath Ledger's version of the Joker to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really? feel like the yeah. it was Man. blurred there a decent amount. For I got zero percent of any of well, that. I would argue that this is this goes back to our long-standing argument of like you were carrying that with you. I would say that you guys were carrying that with you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that doesn't make it wrong, though, right? It doesn't yeah. make either of us wrong. That just yeah. means our perspective so, is that but we're I, really that's I, didn't, I didn't go in carrying this is in about. I just. 
Yeah. I didn't, from the screen, I didn't get any of the Heath Ledger's Joker at all. So I, one, I didn't want that. So mm-hmm. I went into it hoping that it was going to be a com- completely original take. But I, I want to circle back to what I was saying about the success of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that the average, the reason why it's making a ton of money and doing super well is because I think the average person that went to see it wanted to see the Heath Ledger Joker origin story. Yep. Because the average movie viewer doesn't follow film the way that us three do Mm -hmm. and doesn't take the time to realize, oh, this is not supposed to be anywhere near that character. It's just a different take on an origin story of the Joker. But I think enough people just now connect Heath Ledger's Joker to the fictional character of the Joker Mm -hmm. that those are almost synonymous. In in thinking about, too, if you're not paying attention to news stories from Warner Brothers, you don't necessarily know where this movie fits in the larger narrative. And it's pretty reasonable to expect that this is supposed to be in the narrative of Justice League, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman, right? I know it's not. I know that that's pretty clearly not what they were supposed to, but I think that it's not that unreasonable to suggest that the average moviegoer is going to walk into it thinking like, oh, this is part of that universe. Oh, weird. So, I'm outnumbered in this room, but for anyone listening, let the record show. The, the Dave heads. I don't well, no, 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 think no, 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 no. that's hold a up, thing. You don't think anyone walked into that movie thinking no, it was I'm, part of? Right? That's what, that's what we're getting at, yeah, is the average yeah. movie. You spend all day reading about movie <laughs> yeah. news, right? Like, you're not the average No, viewer. no, I understand if, that. That's another thing, is if you heard... If you can just envision hearing, like, hey, they're making an origin Joker story... Mm-hmm. And all you really knew about the Joker was Heath Ledger's interpretation of it. Yeah, no. Wouldn't you? You'd connect those dots. I understand that, but I. <sighs> you went into the movie knowing that there was disconnected. You knew yeah, that absolutely, and so and you so viewed did you it guys. that way. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't until afterwards. I didn't know that it wasn't connected to Batman v Superman and. Oh, you did. Oh, no. I thought it was very clearly a standalone. So I knew all of that. Yeah. I knew yeah. it was a very much a standalone thing. But even then, my issues with the movie. Don't even yeah, aren't even like this is same very way. surface level. Yeah. Well, then my issues with the film. Let's not belabor the point anymore. But I get I see that point. But but that's when I, when we talk about I like I feel like that's cutting the average moviegoer pretty. Oh no no! I'm sorry. It's not about the average moviegoer. It's about the yeah. movie, right? It's it's the it's the figuring out who the target is. And no, I, I don't that think that the movie was pandering towards Heath Ledger's Joker at all. I didn't get that from the screen. I I don't think they were either. Yeah. But I don't think that that prevented people from making that connection, right? And I think, I honestly, I think, that, yeah, I think that if you took, like, take a, any other DC villain and yeah. make this movie, it doesn't do anywhere near what this one did. Have you guys seen Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have seen Taxi Driver? Yeah. Okay. So my biggest complaint with the movie was it's basically a remake of taxi driver yeah and i I, I read that as well yeah yeah so i had seen taxi driver with my dad a long time ago and then uh saw joker and then watched like highlight scenes from taxi driver on youtube because i didn't have time to watch the movie and i was like oh man i get it Mm -hmm. like very heavily borrowed from taxi driver so i got those vibes but not heath ledger vibes um interesting what else didn't you like about the movie? Because I've got things I liked. I thought yeah. that you guys would like. Hopefully, you guys liked some things. Um, so, first off, Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I'm okay with you saying I it. Think I'm that, not going to say I you're think wrong. That just... what, he, what he did in this film like is something that very few, if any, actors can do. What, what I walked out of the film thinking was like, oh, this is Joaquin Phoenix's Revenant. Right? This is like what Revenant was to Leonardo DiCaprio as this will be for him. I think that's... Right, because Revenant... I know you guys... I know Dave likes Revenant. I don't necessarily know about Duran. I'm torn. Yeah, I don't really like the Revenant because I feel as though it's basically a reason to show Leonardo DiCaprio acting well. And one of my problems with this film is that it is... It seems constructed to focus entirely on Joaquin Phoenix and telling his character study, which I get. That's a style of movie, right? He's in every frame. We can Basically. talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. he's like the only character, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Right? So it's, it's one of these it's, things that's propelling him as an actor. Yeah. I think that's... I disassociated that from the start because I know he has come out and publicly said how much he, like, denounces the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes yeah. and all those types of things. Yeah. And he doesn't have hold any yeah weight at, at the end of the day for me way. like i walked out of it thinking like oh okay that's a decent like drop in for a larger narrative about who this character is but we're not going to get right this is a one and done this won't be continued on right hmm. and so my, my concern is simply like okay so we learned about this character and their backstory but why and that's we i know you you're asking what did we like yeah one of my concerns and one of my main gripes is that there was no plot to the movie Right? Like, yeah. the resolution of the movie didn't justify any of the actions that led up to it. Yeah. And honestly, the, the <laughs> number one reason that I gave this a down thumb is that during the movie, there was at least four times, maybe more than that, where I stopped watching the film and thought about how long have I been sitting here? Mm-hmm. How much longer do I have to sit here? Oh, man. Wow. Interesting. So I I thought that the basically it was a story of the character's transformation, right from yeah, Arthur Fleck to most Joker. Most of the time, oh, you yeah. have the you have that three dimensional character though in the context of a larger narrative. You yeah, don't just absolutely have most of the time that person sure. like by themselves. Yeah. So it's completely. That's why it flips it. It basically flips. There's plenty of movies like this. Not any superhero movies like this, right? Well, I. Mm, We'll get back to that. I have a larger point to make on. Um, it definitely came across to me as more of an art house film. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that the. It kind of reminds me of Birdhouse, Birdman, Birdman. Birdman, which I, I think like for the same reason. Like, I thought that uh, that Walking Phoenix's performance was very good. Two things I feared going into the movie: I was going to get a checklist version of crazy person turns into, or someone breaks and becomes crazy Mm -hmm. which i got for the first third of the movie and then it added some stuff that i liked that i thought it made him a flavor and i've got some points on that too but the second thing i was feared was i would just see joaquin phoenix acting really hard Mm -hmm. and i didn't i thought that his i was in the character so so this movie shares an interesting thing with once upon a time in hollywood in that we have an actor who i think we're all okay saying he's pretty good yeah he's top 25 percentile of all actors uh who is playing a person who's also acting right granted it with brad leonardo dicaprio thank you not brad pitt the other one he's leonardo also DiCaprio. acting in this movie no i'm saying in once upon a time in hollywood one of the yeah. things we talked about was how awesome it was to see leonardo dicaprio acting as an actor yeah 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 right and yeah. how much that he played those two sides yep, for sure 
Um, and so in the same movie, we have Joaquin Phoenix trying to be something in the character of the Joker yeah. that he's not. Yeah. And it was inconsistent to me. Oh, gotcha. Right? Like, he had his, he had his like, resting state, his, his normalcy. Yeah. And then he had his public state. Yeah. But think about the difference between when he was doing his stand-up yeah. show at the club yeah. versus his mannerisms when he was on... The, the show Murray Franklin show. Oh, absolutely. So, he, and I think that was purposeful. And I, but it's there, there was no reason to suggest that it would change. Oh, so you saw the biggest changes in his way as walk and how he carried himself right after he killed those three Wall Street dudes on the subway. Like you could tell, he was like he felt emboldened by that, and he, there was a kind of a subtle shift there. And he would kind of dip back in with like the stuff with his mom and stuff. But, yeah, but but dipping back in is just inconsistency if you don't view it. Positively, I thought it right? was. I thought it was very consistent with the arc of the character change. Right, so there were several inciting incidents that started going from, "Hey, this is a mentally deranged guy um, on his medications, stop taking some medications, acts out, feels some sort of effect from that, messes with it." I'm not a mental health expert at all, um, but like, didn't he act out before he stopped taking his medications? Uh, I don't really know. If yeah, that I, I, I want to watch it again. So, but. He like, killed those guys. Yeah. And before, then he talked to his... Before he lost his medication. Point, my point being, yeah. uh, his resting state, what was normal to him, did change that movie as he transformed from Arthur Fleck into the Joker. It's... Yeah. It's just really... It's not compelling. It was hard to follow those states. His mm-hmm. states, right? Because I, I definitely... I agree a lot with what Scott is saying in that, man, this is... And you could you could sum it up and say, well, it's because he went from being someone with a ton of mental disabilities, mental handy like issues, who's on medication and dealing with those issues to like slowly getting rejections, getting rejections, and then losing that medication, Mm -hmm. and then so they're like different states at the beginning of the film of Mm -hmm. like good things, bad things, mm-hmm. then shifts to without medication, good things, bad things. So you're really mm-hmm. looking at, you know, four or more versions of a single person. But even then, none of it was ever super clear. Like there wasn't, it'd be, you could probably go back and watch the movie and say, okay, here he is in a good place on medication. Here he is in a bad place mm-hmm. on medication. Here he is in a good place without. Yeah. Here he yeah. is in a bad place without. They never made a clear line of like, he's out of medication. Yep. They implied that he was running out, and he told his therapist that he's running out, yeah. and we assume that he runs out, well, but we never actually, like, that's not a drive. And this is a decent point, segue right? into another thing I was going to talk about was, this was from his point of view, right? Well, maybe, I actually, that's one of the things I liked, was how they dealt with that unreliable narrator. Exactly. Oh, yeah. been, so, yeah. the, one of the things I was looking for the entire time was the sign that he got hit over the head with, and then I was looking for that sign in his apartment. Because when the boss mm-hmm. called him out, I'm like, what? That story's crap. I'm yeah. like, oh, man. So I started looking like behind the couch. Like yeah. whenever they saw shots of his apartment, if I saw that sign in there, I was like, but I didn't see it. So. Well, that's, so that's the thing. I, I read an interesting article I was comparing this to Fight Club. And I don't necessarily think the article is that interesting. But thinking through Fight Club of like, Fight Club had that twist at the end mm-hmm. of like, you have a mentally mm-hmm. non-normative person having a mental break. Mm-hmm. And then viewing that through the unreliable narrator and then resolving something, right? That's my, mm-hmm. that's my issue is that there was no resolution of that. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And he even says that he's not trying to be political with the whole thing. But then at the end, he seems to be reveling in the chaos around him that he is now accepting as his own. 
Right? It, just to me, there was no... I thought that part was... Sorry, good. There's just no connection between, right, this path that we're watching him go down and then the last 20 minutes of the film. So at the end, I thought was kind of the uh, the idea being made... Is it corporeal? In, in sure. Being made real where... Manifested. Manifested that um, people are finally starting to notice me and I like it. He says that to his, his therapist, therapist. And at the end, people are noticing him. But I had... That's I had uh, I have I have a I lot just think of that's a, that's a big stretch I think yeah so I mean I had some so here let's let's systematize let's systematize this um, bullet points things you guys how liked how many haunters were there things there were zero haunters zero I should have given us a thumbs down um, what did you guys like in three words or less in sure. different categories in different categories yeah a category that you liked of the movie of uh, the score. Did you like the score? Nope. I really, really? didn't like the score. Oh, I, I thought it was okay. I liked the score. Yeah. I What didn't you like about it? Like how in, the, in your face it I really it? enjoyed the score in the first half. Yeah. And then they decided to play like... Uh, when he's like getting ready or whatever. They play independently produced real songs. Yeah. Like on the radio? It's not even on the radio. Well, I think when he was like getting ready at yeah. the start, it, but yeah. I get your point. They yeah. switch completely from a score that I really enjoyed with mm-hmm. like the cello and everything to let's play actual like artist created music. Yeah, and yeah but that, it didn't make any I, sense to me. I feel this is one of like the big check marks that if you do this in a movie, we're gonna hate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you talked about you, this in PBF episode. I it wasn't really big important scenes though. Uh, but I what remember one like of them the, happening. The, like the, the song they were playing during the final talk show scene, mm. the the score around that, and then the final mob scene and all that stuff, it was all original music. I it know, was, yeah. but it, yeah. the fact that they shifted from this like original soundtrack to these scenes that are still fairly important, like him running from the detectives and yeah. going mm-hmm. into the mob mm-hmm. and everything, yeah, mm-hmm. like that all starts out and continues on with like a song, like a, I don't know what the song was. Yeah, off dude. the top of my head. But those things just being shoved in there. Oh, gotcha. Didn't like it. Every time one of them started playing and I was like, oh, I know this song. It pulled me out of the movie and I thought, why would you do this when you've done such a good job of creating an original score? No, to be fair to David, I detracted from his challenge, which was a good thing you liked. Yeah. You like the score, You like the score, though. I thought it was fun. I also am not a person that pays that close attention. Yeah. I'm just remembering a particular scene... Where he's like running through his apartment building. Yeah. That I'm kind of like, I'm into it, right? I'm a little more engaged because maybe has some highs and some lows as you're going through yeah. like how engaged you are. And I realized that like part of that engagement was from like the thumping of the score the happening. Score, yeah. It was kind of mirroring his yeah. Oh, like, yeah. increase, right? Because like, again, every time it was original score, I thought the original score was spot on. Yeah. It was when they brought in these other yeah. songs that yeah. I just didn't enjoy. What did you like? I mean, again, I liked Joaquin Phoenix. I liked, um, what else did I like? I think I liked how visceral it was. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, he smothers and kills his own mother. Mm -hmm. During that scene, I thought, wow, that's a bit much. But then I, it, it's tough because the a lot of the things that I like about this movie are for reasons that you brought up earlier and why you think the movie's important. And it's because I want these kinds of superhero movies. Yeah. So when I see them pushing the boundaries of, you know, 
what's dark and what's like appropriate and like things that are rated R basically. I'm whether or not it's it's good for the movie, I think yeah. This like I want more movies to do this kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to give a I'm going to give a uh just brief rundown of some things and then I'll let you guys take it. Super plus plus positives in my book. Okay. Do you want us to react all, to these, or are you just going to sure. list them? No, yeah, no. With our react. face or we'll voices, be, we'll give you. We'll give you very short. We're there not we going to go. Go. Yeah. We'll let you. So run, these, we'll this is my one. super top tier, like excellent things in the movie. Okay. I thought the fact. I thought they they used the character as a. I thought they used the camera as a character very well, and so what I mean is the cinematography and shot composition. I thought was beautiful and gorgeous the entire time. Sometimes they and had some hand cam things in there. They did some hand cam things that were kind of loopy, but yeah. I thought that they tried to. The intention was to fit with the flow of the scene or what was going on. And okay. for the most part, though, I thought the cinematography was really, really good. Yeah. I think one of the things that I did like was that they did have that consistent tone and they stuck with it. This gets back to Duran's visceral feeling. I'm thinking back again to Shazam and how we had that juxtaposition around, what is this, a funny movie or a serious movie? Yeah. Right? They, they were good about building up the consistency of that tone. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. I thought the acting was superb from... Both Walking Phoenix is a standout. Everyone and everyone did a solid really job. Well. Yeah. yeah, and my points that kind of is a segue into a point that I didn't really like, and I thought that the script was okay, and I thought that the dialogue was average to some points, not that good. I would argue what dialogue? Well, yeah. So my point being, there's two examples I have of highlights of poor dialogue but great acting because. A great actor can take so-so material and elevate it, and I thought that's what Joaquin Phoenix did. Like, the line, I thought my life was a tragedy, but it's a comedy, is actually really stupid, if you think about it. Well, it's also super cliche, right? Cliche, like, right? But yeah. but when he delivered it, well, it, 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 it Is that cliche it because it came me. from the Joker, though? Right? I don't I don't know enough about the Joker to know. Like, is I that don't know either, he's honestly. Said once, right? I, I don't know. The only quote I know of the Joker is um, that he prefers his past to be multiple choice. Mm, yeah, that's I a quote from the Joker. That's good. Which, anyway, and then the other thing is, he directly says the word society in a line, and any time that a movie uses the term society, especially a movie like this where I think it's about, besides the Joker, I think it is a statement on neglected mental health individuals in society that neglects them, right? What happens when a broken character is put into a broken scenario? Uh, I thought well, it could be super cheesy, but it sounded like profound well, when he delivered an, it. That's an undertone of... The Dark Knight, though, too, right? Like that's essentially Keith Ledger's Joker's motivation. Yeah, tangentially, that, right? I would say, right. And so we had that happen then, but I well, wasn't. You, well, but, you, but, you, but, had, you saw it then. I wasn't convinced that that was really what this movie was about. They didn't. They could have leaned on that of like they took the healthcare away, right? The yeah. the external government forces are oppressing him, right? Are are turning knobs that are against mm. him. But that wasn't really... That was a background. Here's why I don't think they went into it, though, and then I'll let you go, is uh, the movie, and this is a defense against some of the controversy that people brought up that it glorifies gun violence, is from... Everything is from his perspective. So he is going to see that the way that the movie... Everything is from the Joker's perspective. Arthur Flex into the Joker's perspective. So the fact that it didn't lean on that was because he's not going to lean on that because it would completely... all defeat mm, okay. his character yeah, development, right? Sure. So yeah. 
So, the, but but I guess that's a conflict between how realistic you want to be about your character and how realistic you want to be about the point you're making. Which is gonna be my point. We get into is like, what's the point of this movie? But the point of the movie, I think the point. So, those are my plus pluses. You were gonna say something. Um, I feel like this would have been a really great one for Liz to be here on because oh, yeah, she watched it with you. Did she she like watched it? it with me, and she is a mental health professional. Yeah, that's one of her titles. Yeah, and she and I both had kind of the same thoughts about how this movie portrays mental health and that it doesn't do anything for it basically yeah, as opposed to peanut butter falcon right which we as a, praised yeah. as being a good example exactly of. um like her big thing because she was excited to see this because she wanted to see how it would portray the extremes of mental health disorders and i think she came away from it thinking this didn't do anything for do, that do you like think it, that's because they never named it Right, like they never tried to describe it in any way. They never I think tried it's. To... I think it's. Um, I think that's part of it. I think it's because it's painting someone who has been through trauma and has mental health disorders as being capable of mm-hmm. just yeah. turning into a supervillain sure. when things go wrong. Yeah, when they lose their medication, when things go wrong. Yeah, and part of it is that yeah, they never named it. The other part is just that it's not. Like, there's no gray area in there at all. Mm-hmm. It went from... Yeah, because none of the things that he did really were ever redeemed. Maybe the first killings on the train, right? That's obvious self-defense, right? He's getting yeah beat up, right? I can understand why you would shoot someone. And that's happened, right? There's historical evidence of people who have done that. and Right? That's a thing. Yeah. I get that. But, right, like, going on to a TV show set and shooting someone's a little bit different. Yeah, I think... They, there was an opportunity here for this film to address mental health with like a contemporary understanding yeah. of what it means to be to have like a mental health disorder. And I think she didn't like it because it didn't take that opportunity. Also, he killed six people, right? He killed the three people on the train, he killed his buddy from the clown agency, he mm-hmm. killed his mom, and he killed the talk show host, right? Yep. Um, Three of them were not premeditated. Three of them were extremely premeditated, which I think leads to this idea of this isn't just that he's having a break and that he You could argue Murray was more in the moment. Well... You could argue. uh, I I don't know what they were trying to set up with that scene and having him idealize his suicide. He took a gun with him there. So and there he, was some thought that yeah, the, someone the, is the, going the, to die. The implied plan was he was going to shoot himself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was implied, but again... That's what I'm saying. It could be argued. That's still still yeah. premeditated. Yeah, though, absolutely. Right? Like my For point sure. being that like, if, we're, if we're trying to make the argument that the actions of the Joker are due to uncontrollability of his actions, due to his mental state. ability, yeah. that's one thing. But that's not, right? The point of the movie is that he actively chose those things mm-hmm. and actively sought out that end right so i don't think that the movie's loyalties lied in well they evidently did not obviously and evidently did not lie in making a statement on mental health of the contemporary understanding Ooh, yeah i would like to segue into what i want to talk about real quick let me finish this real yes quick. so i think that the loyalties lie in telling a character driven story from the perspective of that character who's already damaged in the beginning and how he looks at and justifies choices along the way and what it finally surmounts to. And a, a, even a con- someone with mental health disorder in a contemporary setting 
right now wouldn't have the capability to tell any story or make any point outside of their own experience in dealing with that. And Ooh, I think the movie—I I don't think you were able to make that. No, statement. yeah, I'm just saying that's what the movie—that's what the, that's the movie's point is. The movie is, hey, we're we're going to tell the character that I saw in that movie was not capable of. No, but what I'm suggesting is that's that's getting towards losing. I'm not going to necessarily put around on the same yeah. boat, but the concern of it's misrepresenting a real thing that people deal with, and that what you're getting at is that it's representing it in a very specific way. That is a disadvantage to those people who have. Yeah, maybe more so. My point is that it was dedicated towards telling a character's transformation and less about the circumstances the character was in. Right? It was it, its yeah. dedication was to yeah, but, then I, but that transformation was because of his mental illness. Yeah, exactly. From his perspective, and they were tied to that almost to a fault, and to a fault in your guys's opinion, right? That first-person narrative is both a plus and a negative in my in my thing here because it they were super loyal to it and it allowed for some really good things I thought and then some things that were missed. I, I think at the end of the day it allowed for a thing or two that were good, but they could have made it a bigger plot point. Yeah, I mean I think I, they could have like, provided, hey, a positive or, spin or, even or after a contrast. Like the end after he now I would have made the choice to have him kill himself during the Murray show and then have an epilogue that is a look back on the experience that he had from a non-biased narrator, right? Because then you can actually get into a conversation about like, oh, maybe he dropped the sign and broke it. Maybe he uh, didn't kill his mom. Maybe she died when he was sitting there, right? There's all these these things that you can get into that make it more interesting than just like, no, he just wanted to kill people and he went and killed people, right? Ignoring his motivation for that killing, right? At the end of the day... He made a choice to then go kill someone, and the movie is saying that's what he is, right? That his his transformation yeah. is He's from someone Joker. who has no control into someone who does have control. The Joker's a serial killer and suicidal sociopath. Mm, no, I would argue that's not always what the Joker is. I think it's that's where it gets tricky, right? And that's where I wanted I and Liz both wanted this film to to have a take on the Joker that wasn't just. A villain, a psycho villain who wants to murder and kill and and steal and things. I wanted to see, I thought it was going to be a way more interesting character study of how someone who's dealing with a lot of, you know, adverse mental effects on them, slowly just being driven and smashed down to this like core of aggression and anger and hate for, you know, mm-hmm. what is humanity, what is structure, what is, you know, all the things that the Joker seems to want to get rid of. And it didn't feel that way when you watch the movie. It didn't feel that that was what was going on and that it wasn't driven. It wasn't driven or it came from a place of mental disability. That was just something added in, it felt like, as, oh, well, that's... In the Joker's mo, mm-hmm. it didn't. Oh, it wasn't. I, like, I, that explains I, his laugh. That explains yeah, his it's oddity. it's. They're using, and I think that might be one of the reasons why they didn't give it a name is because they didn't want to have to dive into it any more than that. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, I think is a good choice by them. It is a good I, choice, but it's unfortunate I it because them. I think they could have, if Todd Phillips had decided, hey, we're going to do this film and we're going to bring in mental health professionals and we're going to figure this thing out 
they could have made a way more interesting film about the Joker and how someone gets to that point based on our current understanding of mental illness. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. Instead, it felt like, to me, it felt like they they kept it unnamed. They they didn't they didn't even mention what the medications were, anything like that. They just sort of used that as a crux to say, yeah, he's unstable. And he's socially awkward. And he's socially awkward and he's had issues. And so he's going to just, when his medication goes away and when these bad things happen to him, that's going to create this super villain. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know. I thought that was kind of, I thought it was lame. I I thought it built up to a very clear crescendo towards a core of aggression and anger. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it did. I think calling it crescendo is... A little flat. So, so it did, but my issue is that I feel like they could have gotten there while still uh, telling a story that had some foundation in in what's going on in the real world with mental illness. What's your big point, Scott? My two big points are one: I think that the studio was either intentionally or uh, ignorantly unprepared for the society that they birthed this movie into, that's one. And the other one is, where does this fit in a genre? Right? Would, would this movie have been better if it had no reference or action to Batman? That's an interesting question. It's one I asked myself as well. And I think that zero people would see it. Yeah, which then leads into, then why was it made? Well, I think that... Right, if, if you were just saying that, oh, it's Batman, Batman's popular, therefore people will see it. Like, well, shouldn't, so a quote, shouldn't the story be compelling enough by itself? There's a quote from... Well, I thought that it was... I think that if... Now, maybe I'm a weirdo, but I think that story... I probably wouldn't choose to watch it, but if I ended up watching it, it would be, I don't know, intriguing to me at least to watch that movie without the Joker label on it and just some guy and a clown. It's hard to divorce. Well, yeah, but, but that, make, divorce it. that makes it seem like just another art house movie that's aiming for Oscars, right? Like that's, that's kind of like the genre I would put it in. It's kind of these weird, heady, artsy movies that are about a really strong actor. You think you get an Oscar nomination? Off. Yeah, I think they want to. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that he'll get an Oscar nomination. I think that the cinematographer will also get a nomination. Yeah, I but, think that those two will get ones. And again, I already said that I think this is like... Todd might get directing. I don't think he'll get directing. No, I, I think don't think he'll be a cinematographer. But, but my point being that, right, like, this is... I was thinking through this. I was driving home. It's not an anti-hero movie, right? I, in my mind, when I think anti-hero, I think V for Vendetta, which this movie also kind of played off of, right? There's a little bit of element there. You don't think of Venom? No, I don't think about Venom at all, right? But think about <laughs> think about V for Vendetta, right? We talk about V for Vendetta being a comic book movie, which it is, and it is set in a very dark tone, and it has very heavy themes. But we still have a clearly identified villain, and we still have a clearly identified hero. So we can have a plot that moves through that, right? We can have character development. We can have a rising action a climax and a falling action, right? We can have all of those elements that we want in a story. Uh, it's not a superhero movie, and I would argue it's not an origin story either. My question is, is there a villain movie that we can compare this to? In a superhero context, which is what oh, it's trying to be. It's right? not. It's unlike any other superhero movie ever made. I would, I would draw lines to like Unbreakable from this, though. 
Sure. Because I think, I think um, that they're both coming from a place of let's make a superhero movie that's not a superhero movie. Yeah, well, that's that's even my question is like, is this a superhero movie? I would argue no. I don't think it is. It's not. And and then my next point would be, I would argue that what what is if you had to put it in the genre, what is this movie? What is it? What is it trying to say? Taxi Driver Part Two. Okay, so uh, why is that relevant? So there's a quote from Todd Phillips in a statement that he had said to Joaquin. He said, "Hey, Joaquin, we have the opportunity to sneak a real movie." into audiences' laps under the guise of a superhero film. Quote, I mean, quote. that's like that. That doesn't make me feel great about that. No, that no, actually no. makes me feel worse about the movie. Yeah, that, that makes me saying, feel... That was my, my next point. My job is to tell you the truth. Yeah, my, my next point, which is going to be... <laughs> oh, that, man's good. I would argue... Actually, I want to say this, Dren. Do you have anything else you want to say? I mean... It's tough. Um, because I'll, I'm, I'm going to go back to what I originally said. I several times while watching this just wanted to know when it would end interesting and i think it's because there the plot like you were saying there isn't a clear plot to it because there isn't really a clear protagonist there isn't really a clear villain when if right, i if, guess you could say like he is both at the same time right like the society forcing him into these actions is the uh, antagonist is causing change, right? He is the person who's going through the change. Yeah, it's just it's still pretty weak in terms of the flow. Right? Yeah, I just at the end of the day, I don't have any desire to ever watch the film again. Oh man, I do. So here's here's I've thought a lot about this, and I'm willing to fight and die on this hill. So bear with me. I think that it is a moral imperative that this film should not have been made, and I also think it's a moral imperative. That it should not be watched. A moral imperative. Yes. Big Hear me statement. out for a sec. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that, especially now that I've been reinforced that the director is intentional about subverting fans' opinions, that the studio was either intentionally ignoring the culture it was being birthed into or willfully ignoring the culture it was being born into. Gwen did not see this movie with me because she had read some things about it, and the things that she had read about it bothered her, so she said, I'm okay not seeing that. Afterwards, I said, hey, Gwen, this is the things that bothered me about the movie, and she's like, oh yeah, that's all of the outrage that people are upset about. I'm not concerned about glorifying gun violence. That's not my point, right? Because that's not my problem with John Wick, right? I think shooting people in a movie is fine, right? I, I get there's a larger conversation around that. My concern is that they made choices including around mental illness, that intentionally or unintentionally, but ignorantly, were unaware of the culture. So again, what Duran talked about with mental illness, I think is a big thing. Also, it bothered me a lot that there were very, very strong parallels between the Joker's progression, including specific actions that mirror real people that have killed real people. And my concern with that is that how is that not glorifying that character? So what what, what real people? What are you talking about? Okay, so have you read at all about the Aurora shooting? I know this has been brought up a yeah. lot in context because it's tied to Batman. Yeah. But do you know at all about the shooter? Uh, he had dyed red hair. Okay, so he dyed his red hair to be like the Joker the day before or the days before he went and killed a bunch of people, which he premeditated 
mm-hmm. he t- wrote in a notebook that he was going to go kill people and he gave it to his therapist that's in this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. right we have a guy who's about to go do a thing who in his notebook uh, has homicidal ideation and who then also dyes his hair right i get that we want to make the the character fit into the comic book image of the joker with the white face and the smile and the messy green hair right i get that but at the same time i think that you have to either be again ignorant or extremely ballsy to get up and say no no no, this has nothing to do with that other person who again killed people right he killed 12 people and injured 70 people right that's no small thing right that's not just someone who was a bad guy right like that's a really bad guy and so i think that the controversy that led up to this movie wanted to be downplayed because again people like todd phillips want to suggest that this is a pc problem but i'm going to suggest that it's not that i think it's a poking the bear problem and that they intentionally are making choices that lead to that happening right you could still tell the same story without parallels to actual real people that did actual real killing again without glorifying because at the end of the day who are we supposed to be rooting for in this movie well i don't think it's yeah no i i don't think it's asking you to root for the joker's actions at all then how is this who are you supposed to sympathize in this movie i don't think yeah so you it that's what's kind of challenging about it, right? You have, In the beginning, you definitely sympathize with him. And then you realize this character is going towards a spot and he's going to make some decisions that aren't okay. Yeah, but my problem is, is that there's one thing to... right. Uh, it's you're, it's you're, an issue where the movie never makes any distinction that his actions aren't okay. Yes. Yes. Right? And the movie also never makes a distinction that he's... Because from his point of view. No, no, the movie yeah, never yeah, makes... But, but still, the movie... At the end of the movie, it's glorifying everything that he's done, right? Even if it's from his perspective, that's fine, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that art is bad. What I'm saying is especially looking at this from the standpoint of a, a group who is trying to make money, you are making money off of our society's willingness to glorify that violence. And that's, that's my moral imperative, right? My, my thing is, like, when I walked into the movie theater, I was like, I wish I didn't pay money to see this movie. Right. Like, I wish I didn't support the industry that produced this. Because, again, imagine, again, you're one of the people that knew those people that no, died. absolutely. So, absolutely. And I want to say real quick, yeah. like, I think that people watch movies with life experiences underneath their belt. And when that movie hits on something that's directly affected them, I think it's... 100% okay for them to be like, whoa, nope, not good. Uh, right. I think that the parallels between the diary and the dyed hair. Oh, we can go further. Yeah. Um, right. So, so other parallels we're getting into are things like the premeditation, um, the fact that he was doing it because he um, was frustrated with rejection in his life. Yeah. The fact that he had uh, a lack of funding from healthcare. Yeah. That yeah he yeah. was kicked out of his healthcare provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's all these parallels that are like, direct links and again i'm not saying that they made the movie to reflect the shooter of the aurora theater that's not my point my point is that they knew that that happened and they still made the movie yeah and that they and i i think that's both irresponsible and i think that it's morally not right i think that now that you brought all that up and you brought up the the fact that they never they never um gave him any sort of diagnosis or mm-hmm. anything. So mm-hmm. they that is so huge 
when it comes to what like the message of the film and what they're actually trying to get across here because if they were doing this to purely entertain they wouldn't have needed to go to resort to that sort of like moral yeah. violence if they were making it to really talk about mental health and violence and what can happen from that they would have dove into that subject and they didn't do that and if they were making it to make a superhero film that was different and it was supposed to be like a villain origin story then we would have never been made to necessarily be put in the position where we watch the joker do what he does and we have to think about you know yeah, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and should we sympathize and all yeah. of those things like it's it it just didn't do it didn't do the things that it needed to do to keep it from really being a movie that is going to that people are going to watch and either say and either be able to disconnect from and mm-hmm. say like oh you know it was just a movie and I liked it or I didn't like it or people who are going to watch it and say oh that connects with me mm-hmm in any way and i feel like if it does connect with someone in a way that it's not going to be a good one yeah and i think that that the conversation around the movie is a little hyperbolic suggesting that this is going to cause people to do bad things i'm not getting on that bandwagon yeah that's that's not my point my point is that that they're they're more getting at why why are we supposed to engage with this movie yeah and if we are engaging this movie what are we engaging with and my point is just centered in like that engagement, I don't think is a good engagement. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's moral. I don't think, especially if we're talking about the director, and I know I'm picking on this, right? Trying to subvert the audience into watching a thing because of the, the window dressing you put around in, it. Yeah. Right? And also, like, hold up. When was the last time the Joker was in the movie? Suicide Squad. Okay. When was the time before that? I mean, excluding animations, Dark Knight. Yeah, right. So I think it's a, you. You would have to go through some pretty big hoops to suggest that that wouldn't be a conversation someone had at some point. Someone somewhere in a meeting said, "Hey, should we do this?" And they were told yes. And that's my problem. That's my concern. I just yeah. At the I think. How do you answer the question of? You know, what is this movie about? What purpose does it serve? Yeah. So I think that a statement I will make, because I'm not sure I'm, I can, yeah, I think I'll say. I don't think that you have to defend it either. I feel like I I really want us to get away from it being two things in a one. I want to be careful about two I'm using very strong language, and I think that it's important that... Um, what I'm not getting at is censorship, right? I don't think that anyone should come out and say... So that's what I was just going to say was... I cut you off. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that someone should I come out and you. say that um, that I'm going to use my authority to stop this movie from being made. What I'm saying is as a viewer, as a consumer, I wish that I hadn't contributed to that being made. Because again, if it's successful, if it's something that makes money, then that means that it, it financially incentivizes movies like this to be made in the future. And what I'm saying is I don't want to be party to that. Yeah, I, what I'll economy. say is that that I don't think any movie should feel 
bound to, or anything of anything, any any piece of anything, but specifically movies, I guess, should be bound to stray towards the sanitary or the safe, because then what will we just keep on getting from yeah. movies? No, but but I think you can still have an unsanitary and unsafe movie that still means something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? You but can I, still have I, something that comes out of it. Like I again. I, I I got a lot. I mean, I got a lot out of the movie, and maybe well, this is falling on deaf ears. Anything, but like, anything more than just aesthetics, though. No, absolutely. So, like, yes, right, so, the so aesthetics like were the strongest part, absolutely. But then the, the the point of the movie being so, like, what meaningful life introspection did you get after watching it? I'm I'm saying this in the context of like watching *Peanut Butter Falcon*. I was like, oh, okay, this is awesome for the idea of representation. This is awesome for the idea of treating people as they are, not as they're different. Right? Yeah. There's all kinds of things that made me. Reflect and focus and and rethink different things about my life. Right, meaningful my point is, life reflection. I mean, or the meaningfulness of the movie. Right, what did it mean? No, for to sure. You? So what what it meant? To, it was fascinating to me. And, and that's then, my problem. Okay, it's fascinating because we like violence. Like I no, that there, wasn't the fascinating no, 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 part. No, no, hold up. The reason I like reading about the shooter of the Aurora shooting, yeah, is because there's a part of me that's fascinated yeah. with how and why a person could do that. And I think that that is not a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that's disingenuous again to the families who have real loss because mm-hmm. of that. For sure. Right? That's trivializing those people that died. Yeah. What I... So two things. One, I thought that it was a very well done and well told story of this guy's transformation into what the, he was at the end of the movie. Because I think there was a clear difference between how he started and what he became. And then secondly, and I'm not going to, I think that it'd be tough for either of us to argue either side of this regarding the intention behind, and maybe the intention has nothing to do with your argument, but of replicating the Aurora shooter. Because, oh, yeah, because I disagree with that. Okay. But again, my point is that either it was intentional or it was willfully unintentional. Yeah, so I don't either think Either way... It, they should be responsible. Yeah, but I mean, if the if the if the strands that tie it together are the dyed hair and the journal and the Batman yeah. and the mental illness and rejection. Yep. So and the gun violence. Yep. So and so the, right. Like I can keep going. I know. Right? But, but but point being, Batman um, is the Joker. So that's it's the Joker. Well, no, no, no. You can't say that. I'm not going to let you say no, that. I, like my point. Yeah, it's just the Joker who no, happened to have a bunch of people die at a movie watching the Joker by a guy who. Claimed to be the Joker. Did he, uh, yeah, he did. He did. He did yes. claim to be the Joker. He, he was fascinated with the Joker as a character. Yeah, and he identified with the Joker as a character. Right, like that's what I'm getting at. Of like, I can't let you say that's tangential or that's circumstantial. Right, it's like pretty obviously tied to that. And again, if it's the not Joker, is one of the biggest comic book villains. But 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 at the end of the day, you're making a movie about the Joker, and you are not. Or seemingly not taking into account a very recent and violent thing that happened in real life, and you are either intentionally or willfully ignorant of the fact that you are drawing parallel after parallel after parallel. Think about this for a second. Think about this for a Right. Every movie incarnation of Hitler has always been with the context of he's the villain, yeah, or he's a laughable character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I get it. We don't have any movies that I can think of where Hitler is like the hero. Right? He unites his country yeah. and Germany's off to a good point. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Right? The reason we don't do that is because we all agree that that's probably bad. Yeah. Right? Like, giving glory to Hitler is not a great 
moral no, absolutely I, no, I'm, I'm on the same page with that so how is this different so well the, right this is different because it's a smaller scope and you like the character well the other thing so the other thing i was gonna say is you keep on adding up things for me to say and keep up with um is they did one of the things i didn't like about the movie was it was kind of checklisty with how many things can we go down that set this guy up for a typical crazy mm-hmm. how people would perceive to, crazy right yeah. lives with his mom mental all that stuff right it's checklisty social outcast um, mm-hmm, exactly Can. uh second thing is i feel like if this is there has to be hundreds and maybe you would agree with me hundreds if not thousands of movies made that you would feel like should not be made yeah but i think the big difference here is the point the scope right like if i'm watching uh what's a movie what's a good one that i don't agree with what like the uh watching the the documentary on the documentary the documentary on the uh, central park five right like i don't finish that documentary and feel like yeah like this was a good feeling Mm -hmm. i feel great about this but i finish it and i see oh, I learned something from this, right? Mm -hmm. It's telling a story of a tragic event, Mm -hmm. but it's telling it in a way that causes me to have empathy for those who didn't have a voice. This, the Joker, is in my context, right? Mm -hmm. I agree that you don't agree with me, but what I'm saying is like in my context, from a certain viewing, this is giving uh, the benefit to the person who committed murder. Right, it's giving the platform to that person, not giving the platform to the other people that were affected by. Interesting, right? Yeah, I'm okay with him as a villain, right? I'm not saying yeah. Joker as a villain is bad, but that's because we have a superhero that is overcoming the Joker. Yeah. So right? my me watching this movie, and maybe I'm giving the average moviegoer too much of a benefit of the doubt, and maybe so when I walked away, I walked away like horrified. At the end, I was horrified because. That yeah, he had the platform the entire time, and they were they rode that horse for better or for worse the entire time. But but to what end, right? My point being, I thought it was fascinating to look at that because normally a movie would have a comparison or a contrast, and the fact that this one didn't was like man, because the entire time I, I was empathy with him, and then the entire time I was like, no, don't do it. Oh no, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, he did it. Okay, this is crappy. Yep, this is like. That was my takeaway from it. Yeah, I think it's it's unique in that it's doing what you just described. Yeah, but I think it's also it's kind of dangerous because people don't people don't necessarily think as deeply. I think you might you might be giving the average moviegoer more credit. You might not be. Yeah. I might be giving them way less credit than they deserve. But I think that it's at the end of the day. It's really hard for for me to come up with, you know, a good reason for this movie to exist and a good message or or you know takeaway mm-hmm. from this movie existing and and what it elicited. Yeah, I, I think that excluding a lot of things that you said because I'm not prepared to That's combat fun. that, That's but fun. including the fact that or the implication that whoever holds the platform for whatever happens in that movie is what's going to be the main effector, right? On people watching it. So rephrase that. Whoever holds the platform um, and of the main actions and what happens in the movie, right? 
is going to be the main driving force to influence or affect the dialogue or the discourse that a movie has, right? Okay. Uh, basically Maybe. being that this movie, because of the platform that the Joker had the entire time and what happened with his actions and the the closeness to real life events, etc. Like, I don't know. It, it's tough for me to say that's a reason or there are reasons that sprout from that that a that would result in a movie not being made. I don't know. Yeah, and again, I'm not trying to argue for censorship. I'm not trying to say that someone should prevent Warner Brothers from making this again. What I'm saying is that my voice with my $15 ticket yeah. led to saying, yes, I think this is a good movie. Yeah. And I feel bad about that. Yeah. Right? There's other movies like Dave's Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaboy. Yeah. Dave's Aquaboy. Get Waterboy. Right. Thank you. Waterboy. <laughs> Waterboy. Man, Get so right. <laughs> Dave's Waterboy. DWB. Right? Uh, I don't feel ashamed of giving money to Warner Brothers for that movie. Yeah. I didn't like it. Right? I'm not going to give them more money. But yeah. at the same time, I don't feel as though... Um, I don't feel as though that movie shouldn't have been made. What I'm suggesting is that I think that this movie should not have been made. Again, not because I think that I own Warner Brothers and I'm going to make a change.org pe- petition to get it taken down. That's not my point. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying my role in this in economy, in this ecosystem, is that of a consumer, and I voted to see it. Right, but So my takeaway is... I, is that movie, Joker, what happened was horrible. How he acted and what he did was horrible. Yeah. But, but, to, right? You recognize that. Yeah. As a person. And my point being, if the, if the, if there's going to be, if we need to start splitting hairs between who's going to recognize what from a movie and that's why we should or shouldn't make it, I don't want to go there. Right. And I that's not that's, what Scott's saying. Mm, I think that I think, kind of I is what Scott's saying. Okay. Of an argument yeah. I don't, I don't think that's my only argument, but that's sort of, yeah. The gray area that we're that we're. That's, del- I don't think that's a I think that maybe there is a responsibility there. I don't well, think actually, the responsibility no. gonna, lies change, on the movie. I'm going to change the argument. I'm going to say that either one doesn't matter. Both of them are wrong. Okay, that's my point. I, I I think my point is the responsibility of that maybe lies somewhere, but I don't think it lies in the with the movie. Why? I it, it's right. Like we we praise Peanut Butter Falcon. We praised uh, Art of Self Defense for being contextually aware of when they're coming out and when they're coming out. Right, like they were. I, I, I know you guys don't agree with me fully, but I think that art of self defense would not have been as successful if it came out twenty years ago. Yeah. Right. I think that it is definitely a commentary on current it's a society. Of the time for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That means it is self aware of the society that it's entering and the society that it's commenting on. Yeah. To suggest that the Joker is aware of the society that it's entering is to suggest that they intentionally made these choices to tell this story knowing full well that that is the outcome it would have, or they were so completely unaware that they didn't know that that would be a connection. I, I think that, one, I think we need to move on. That's fine. I think we're we saying can. a lot of the same thing. Yeah, but we, I do want to follow up because I think it's important to, to recognize that Todd Phillips has said and done things about how he doesn't agree with where the our current culture is at mm-hmm. with political correctness and things like that. So I could see him trying to step. I I don't know if this is the right term, but step out of bounds well, he, with this film. He has skin in the game, right? Like he's exactly because he has he's skin thinking in the game. about this. Um, and it and it I I don't think that anyone would intentionally create a film that's going to incite 
violence and anger and and death. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this film is right. I, I don't think it's trying that's to do not what that. I'm saying. But I think that it's that you it things get really tricky when you make allusions to real violence mm-hmm. and death, and you do so um, without having both with a balance of it. I guess. Yeah, right. Because in Star Wars, right, Empire Strikes Back, the Empire wins. Right, the bad guys win. But that's only because then in uh, then in Return of the Jedi you have the vindication of Vader, right? I was also thinking about this that you could argue that the prequels are a villain's origin story, right? The prequels are Anakin Skywalker's origin story to become Darth Vader, right? Yeah. I know that's drastically different tones, and so it's hard to make those connections. But ultimately, uh, you can still have sympathy for Darth Vader as Anakin as a child because you know that he eventually is redeemed. You know that he eventually is. I mean, if you want to go Christian on it, saved, right? Luke yeah. turns him from the dark side to the light, right? Yeah. There, There is a moral uh, turnaround of his character, yeah. right? We didn't have that in any way with Joker, right? We just had the descent into the darkness, yeah. and then we just kind of stewed in that darkness. Well, I would say we got there, and then we had a celebration. Yeah, especially and that last the, scene. And then right? yeah. the movie Because it's from his perspective. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter, right? It can be a beautiful piece matter. of art. Uh, okay, it does matter. Um, but it also sends a message. Yeah. Right? Yeah, one that you... Sh- like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's tricky. And I, I, I didn't leave going like, oh, man, maybe I should reconsider what's good or not because this movie... No, that's not right. my point. Yeah. What I'm saying, though, that, that what is the point other than to... And I'm going to... I don't want to say that. Uh, what is the point of this movie other than to live in that space of allusions to, I like Duran's wording on it, allusions to actual real tragedy? Well, I, I so, and maybe you'll get mad at me for saying this, but the allusions thing, here's, so first off, I think that it's pretty blatant what it's about from the beginning, Joker, right? And the idea of what Joker is as a character is insanely screwed up. Absolutely. 100%. I think it only is because of how we've taken it, right? Like, Joker's first incarnation in a comic book, I don't know, probably was not as nuanced as this movie was. No, for sure. Right? But, I mean, there's I mean, there's 60 years of Joker stories that none of us have tapped into at all. Yeah. So, who knows? But, but what I'm saying is, right, all of those stories are from the perspective of him being a villain. Mm-hmm. Do you argue that he's a villain in this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then where's the resolution of the hero? Right? Villains don't exist without heroes. Oh, and so... Yes, there's a framework I think maybe we're trying to put on this movie that we shouldn't be trying to force on it. Okay. I mean, let's treat it as it is. It's a movie with allusions to physical violence in the real world, right? Either You can't have it both ways and suggest yeah. that it's not a villain movie. Yeah, he kills six not, people, right? three guys on the subway, his mom, the guy with the scissors, and then the talk show host. He is the guy. He yeah. is. It's a movie about the character okay. that someone in real life said he was imitating. He is that character, and they made a movie about that character. With with direct allusions to the actions and uh, I mean if you okay so I mean, take I, away so my argument is Diary it's the dyed hair is a Joker thing it's a movie about the Joker yeah, Diary not. living with his mom all that stuff is like cliche no. killer things hold up hold up I think I want to stop because I don't think you were approaching this with an open mind and that's not a slight on you that's yeah. me saying that I don't think this conversation is going to go anywhere oh, I don't yeah. think it is either because right. I think that we're at a new pass yeah, here you've, you've said that like three or four times yeah. and you're not hearing I think what Duran and I are getting at and no, I'm okay well I also I mean I don't I also think that that you have a very 
set view on the film as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both of you have a very set view on the film. Yeah. And, 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 and it's this, hard because you're... This ties into how... Right, I'm going to step back from the Joker for a second. We talked about my issue with like children being portrayed in scenes of yeah. anxiety in film, right? The reason I don't like that is not because I think that it's not a valid way to tell a story. It's that I think that we as a society are not good at checking what we take in. Right, we are not as a society very good at thinking like, is this good for me? Is this healthy for me? Is this good for society? We yeah. don't do that because we like to be fed into the things that fascinate us. Yeah. Right, I'm also fascinated by serial killers. I love reading about serial killers. Yeah. That is disingenuous again to the people that were killed by those serial killers. Yeah. Right, if I. For if sure. a family member of mine was killed by a serial killer, I would want that person deleted from the world, yeah. right? Yeah. I would not want anyone to ever know about that person. Yeah. And I think that my my worry and why I'm upset about it is that this movie ignores that. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, that's my, my yeah. issue is that... I follow you there. I and I think that you were, you were looking at this movie as just a movie. Yeah. A story. Which makes sense movies because are we are a movie <laughs> review podcast. We are not a movies and their how they relate yeah. to society yeah. and real life things podcast. Yeah, but I also would argue that it's not a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> right? that's a, that's a I separate... mean, that's, that's where I came from yeah. when we walked into this conversation was that it's not a good movie. And Dave came from a perspective of it is a good movie. And then I feel like you came from a perspective Although it of... Did, it did the worst movie sin in my book. Didn't Un- have a haunter, yeah. Un- yeah, that it, one. You're right. And the second worst one, which is unnecessarily spoon feeding us flashbacks. When he came into the woman's apartment mm-hmm. and he sat there, and she's like, "Who the hell are you?" And then you realize, because at first I was like, "This is a stupid relationship. This is so dumb." Um, how do you tell that story though? Like, how do you tell that moment without having the flashback? You don't need it. It's obvious. At least I not, didn't need not it. Not without the dialogue style they had. Like they would have to I be her. They would have to be her saying. And maybe again, this who is are me you? I don't know you. Being a snob, but I was like, don't. And I knew it was coming. I was like, if you fucking flash back and show her, and then show her not there, I'm gonna lose my mind. The same, and this is again, this is just a pet peeve. I maybe yeah. it's not grounded in reality. And they did it, and I was like, oh. But I think without doing it, they couldn't have. It was enough that. for me. I it think, was enough for yeah. me. Yeah, it's. I think it would have confused people. I also Which, thought the whole mob uh, thing was overblown and over the top, and I thought that that background thing was... So my pluses, I actually enjoyed that. Interesting. Okay. Especially in like the radio story at the start, where the yeah. radio was like, oh, and it's another day of the garbage, right? Like, That's not just that there's garbage on the street, right? That's a bigger allegory For of the sure. whole film, right? Yeah. And I did like how they treated the exposition, because again, they didn't have dialogue in this film. Yeah. They treated that exposition via those cues radio. that you're getting as you move through the... I did like the production design and the set design, interiors and exteriors. I thought Gotham looked gross. I was like, that's good, because yeah. Gotham is gross. I also love that they, I don't know if they ever referred to it as Gotham. Yeah, because yeah. they talked about like running for Gotham City Mayor. Okay, you're right, they did. Um, but man, they didn't for a long time, though. Like, I kept expecting something Gotham somewhere Knights. to cue in, to cue us to hey this is Gotham we're in the Batman universe and they just they held off on it yeah, for like this, so the long the first thing was probably like at least halfway Thomas in Thomas Wayne and you're like oh shoot you're like hey this is he in the Batman here. universe yeah. yeah so I did appreciate that for sure um, right. we gotta we gotta move into recommendations uh, or well first we gotta we gotta rate this in some way we do 
how what's our metric for rating? I mean, do you want to compare it to other Batman movies, other Walking Phoenix films? Great, I'm okay with Walking Phoenix films. So we've I got know none of them. Uh, we've got, got Walk the Line, Walk the Line, okay. Her. We've got Her. Okay. We've got Signs. We Ooh, have yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. We have. Was he the Emperor? We yeah. we okay. uh, we live or we. Run by night, live by night. This one where he's a serial killer. Didn't see that one. Also, uh, he has a big beard in that one. Um, let's just do Walk the Line. Her. Have we all seen her? No. Okay, let's just do Walk the Line, Gladiator, and Signs. I think you would really like her. Yeah. You would. Um, this is not going to work. Have you not seen Walk the Line, her uh, Gladiator, or Signs? It has, but this is just going to be at the bottom. Like yeah. I've right. also only ever seen Gladiator in those movies. Mine would not be at the bottom. It's hard because. Those movies are all really good. We could do Todd Mill- We could do Todd Phillips films. Hangover, Hangover One, remember, Hangover, Hangover Two, Hangover Three. How much I love comedy. Old school, old school. Yeah, all four of those movies are great. How about we do this? Wait, one. you're gonna put this above those? No, I was gonna say this movie doesn't register because it shouldn't have been. Uh, I was gonna be a dick about it. How about it. we do? Oh, how about we Scott. do this movie rated along with this movie with closed captioning? This movie with Spanish dubs, <laughs> and this movie with. Uh, I'm gonna go with closed captioning. Or how about this? Because I would laugh at how they were describing his let's, laughing. Let's turn this into a, let's yeah. turn this into a game. How many times would you want to have a conversation with me after I watch it again before you'd watch it again? And how? Oh wait, no, I'm trying to. I can't. I would have all the conversations. <laughs> how about this? How about this? Instead what movie of, would you watch instead this of rating before? This. No, no, no. Ooh, that's a really good one. I'm gonna say instead of rating this, let's just try to get David's. Best Walking Phoenix Joker laugh. He had several. Ha ha ha! He did that at the club. I liked when he was laughing at the wrong times at the comedy club. <laughs> um, but like his Very like, his other one was like really kind of. <laughs> <laughs> The transition know. from laughing to crying was very powerful. It's very tough. Yeah. Tough to do. Oh man, I I love that they did that with the character. Yeah. Because that's kind of one of Joker's things, right? Is his laugh. And for them to take it and say... Maybe a little twist on it? No, this is a mental disorder. And he yeah. does this uncontrollably, especially in like awkward and he upsetting he right? He's upset by his situations. Yeah. yeah. Did you like when he Loved had to that. punch out one final time? Yeah, I did like that too. Oh, man. Um, what movie would I watch before this? Yeah, what movie would you watch before this? No, what, what movie would you watch this before? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Would you watch this before any of the movies we've done a podcast on? No. Have you seen Gosford Park? No. No. See, it's going to be tough, dude. Because yeah. like, there's probably I, I plenty of worse movies out there. But I also don't mind just, sitting out of this one. Right? If you guys just want to Why don't we just one. go to our parents? That's fun. I'll write this Would one. You I'll write, let me write this one, guys. Don't take this from okay, me. Okay, okay. I think, all things considered, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. In my book. So okay. about what the Scott critics would gave it. Burn the book, and you would give it a two. I wouldn't give it a two. I think I'd give it a five. Hey. There we go. Um I hadn't gone as deep into the twelve out of thirty. The meaning behind the film as Scott did. Um I feel like I'm in between the two of you on this one. Yeah. Definitely. That's fair. And I also respect that, right? What Duran said of like we were a movie review podcast, not a Societal Critique Podcast. Have I ever yeah. been in between the two of you in anything outside the bedroom? Um, that's a really middle, good question. Middle dude. spoon. <laughs> um, have I ever down thumbs and Scott is up thumbs? I'm and just talking about anything thumbs? in general now. 
I don't know. I don't think so. I I Maybe. think in general. What does I, that mean about Scott and I? Really, I have down thumbed more than I have up thumbed. I think. Um, I mean, I think I've only up thumbed like one or two movies. Did we all down thumb Glass? What? I did. I probably did. Just because. Just because. During our unbreakable split, I made the comment that <laughs> if in glass there's any point where they are charging at each other across a field and they like impact and it's some like superhero impact, that movie will blow. And then that happened. Yeah. So did I like it the least out of each of you? I think that was the most surprising one. I don't know. I despise that. Man. Anyway, I despise we'll move on. Uh, parents. Let's parents. just do parents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad wouldn't like it, and my mom would. Probably be intrigued by the performance. My dad and my mom would both say, "Man, he's a really good actor," and they wouldn't like it. Uh, I'm gonna pretend that my parents are stumbling into this film. Not if I'd recommend this to them. Uh, I think my dad would probably watch it and not really engage too deep with it, and he'd probably, at the end, kind of be in a weird mood because yeah. he's in a weird mood. Um, and I think my mom would walk out in the first 15 minutes, Interesting. just because she—that's just not. Not a bad Um, I think I think both my parents would sit through it. Um, I could see like I wouldn't be surprised if my dad ends up going and watching this in theaters because his friend tells him it's a Batman movie and then he walks out of it going whatever. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a Batman movie. Like <laughs> and then my mom would probably watch it and I think she would actually be upset at just that it's overtly negative. Mm-hmm. My dad might be an X Factor, so he hates negative and evil things, but he might, he's also, he might be weirdly into it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll just say that. My mom yeah. wouldn't like it. Uh, who do you think should go see it? Right? Like, who's the, who's like the key person that you'd be like, oh, if you like this or this or this, you should go see it? Because, hmm. for example, I don't know if you like Batman, you should go see it, right? I don't think that's a one-to-one. I would say... Who's this movie's Avatar? Sure. I would say, yeah. if you are a fan of Heath Ledger's Joker, this is not that movie. Mm. That's weird that... It's so weird that... Yeah. I just feel... I mean... I just I, felt I, disconnected from that entire line. I think... You guys brought up. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you're you're knowledgeable, you're informed about film. Yes. I think that it's and maybe I'm overstepping. No, but no, not that, not that. But I'm just saying in the movie from the screen because there were some instances oh. from the screen that you guys made you harken back to that, and I didn't. I think it's difficult because you're at the end of the day you're portraying you're trying any actor is trying to portray the Joker. Any any actor who's trying to portray a mentally uh, non-normative villain character is going to be channeling Heath Ledger. I don't know. I thought they were. Like, I thought like, they were. Let, a, let alone an actor playing the. Joker. I thought they were completely different characters. If you are a fan of Heath Ledger Joker, it's not it. This is not the movie that you're looking for. Well, and, and as an extension, if you were well, a fan, I'm of a Christopher fan Nolan's, of like it. for different reasons, right? If you were a fan but of he, Christopher Nolan's Batman, yeah. you probably shouldn't watch this one. Or Ben Affleck's Batman. If you're a fan of Taxi Driver. Yeah. Watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, right. If you're a fan of the movies that this movie is directly drawing his influences, then yeah, you're probably going to like it, right? Taxi Driver was in better than this one. I've never seen Taxi Driver. Oh, you haven't? No. 
But it sounds like a movie I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> if you yeah. better things to enjoy. Than yeah, life. you don't yeah. want to watch Taxi Driver if you like this. Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, what else? What else we got? Recommendations. Um, that's Is that it. Next? Recommendations. Recommendations, guys. Other media. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic. Still. Uh, <laughs> I guess last time we talked, it was pre World War Classic. It was pre. It? Uh, yeah. it has happened. It's still happening. Dren's crushing it. Uh, we're trying to crush it. We are doing pretty well, I would say. Doing pretty well. We keep fucking shit up, but we're still doing pretty well. My other media, mm, there's a band called Small Leaks Sink Ships. Mm. And there's an EP you guys would actually both enjoy called uh, Polaroid People, four songs long. Have you listened to it? No, but four I songs have a sneaking long. suspicion Dave would recommended this. The last time we did other media. Oh. That was like two months ago when Dave was last year. Yeah, I know. Maybe you just mentioned it to me offhand. Maybe I, I did mention it. Small Leaks, Leaks Sink Ships. Sink Ships EP okay. called Polaroid People. Four songs. What kind of music? Uh, Like electronic-based, kind of alternative, a little bit pop-ish, more alt. Are we talking about like... Sail! <laughs> Sail! Uh, no... And they're like themes. I'm surprised at the themes that were drawn out in four short songs. Good good little project. Scott. Uh, the only thing I can think of that's been new in my life recently is I've been watching a lot of You Suck at Cooking, which is a YouTube channel of a guy who is like, it's a farce on cooking shows, but he does it in a very amusing way, and I actually think Dave might like it. In, you Suck at Cooking. In the sense of like how he interacts with his stuff. It's just good. You Suck at Cooking. That's all. I don't have time for anything else right now. Yeah. Uh, I know a great uh, textbook called the UX book. Uh, it's great about user experience. I've been super deep into that. Nice. Yes. Uh, Dave, you want to sign us off? Yeah, guys. Hey, uh, to all you listeners out there, uh, call your moms, eat your vegetables. Have a good night. This has been three guys you never heard of talk about Joker. I'm Scott. I'm Duran. I'm David. So, are you guys enjoying it though? That phrase oh, yeah. could be positive and negative. Is it negative in that context? Is, uh, it, is it a wet dream, Duran? <laughs> is it a wet dream? Uh, no. Okay. It's not unexpected. It's not an unexpected, terrible experience that you wish never happened. No, it's not that. So, I have had a wet dream, but it ended with me peeing. But in your bed? Yep. Okay. I went to bed till sixth grade. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Wait. In my dream, I was having sex with Shania Twain in the <laughs> mountains. And pre in middle of the intercourse, I started peeing inside of Shania Twain. Mm. Woke up peeing in my bed. So that's mm. not quite a dream, but exact same <laughs> and outcome. Then, and, then I, and then I got really scared, Googled it, and you can't pee. There's a, there's a shutter. There's yeah. a flap. Yeah. Blocks it. So, wait, what state. were you worried about? That I was going to pee when I had sex. I was in sixth grade. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But gotcha. you can't do it. Um, yeah, no, you can't. Um, <laughs> your face. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. That's you're not, not going to climb any ropes and start peeing, Dave. No. Don't uh, worry. My other media... Mm, I have to edit so much of this. Uh, yeah, there's a...